I'm Jordan Goodman. And I'm Justin Goodman. We're third-generation insurance agency owners and also brothers. Even though we had the same upbringing, we see the world very differently. This caused significant issues in our early years, but we eventually embraced the idea that every coin needs two sides to be complete. In 2018, we launched our second company, Total CSR, with the aim of reducing new-to-industry onboarding timeframes from two years to two months. Since then, we've traveled the country speaking to thousands of agency owners and their teams, and we've come to realize two things. We all struggle with similar challenges, regardless of size and location, and oftentimes, we are too embarrassed to ask for help. The Independent Agent Podcast is our attempt to provide helpful answers to your most difficult questions, anonymously, of course. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 14 of The Independent Agent. I'm Jordan and Justin is gazing deeply into my eyes right now. Every day. Every day, he just stares into the abyss. Wow. (laughs) Okay, drinks. So, here's one. Have you ever had a snake bite? Yes. You have? Uh, I went to USC. Okay. We had snake bites often. Do Do you know the lore behind snake bites? I do not. Okay. So... My wife, Haley, um, studied a semester abroad in Oxford, and allegedly in the UK, it's illegal to have a snake bite, right? Except at Oxford, there was a couple bars who've been grandfathered in, and it's because people, when people would drink them, they would get so raucous and start fights at every bar, and so they made some law that outlawed them. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but that's what I was told while we were there, so we started drinking snake bites at this college bar because we were told it was like the only place you can get it in the UK. I don't think it's true, but that's the Lord. You know, when I was at the 2-9, how I... <laughs> the 2-9 or the 9-0? Uh, started at the 2-9, we worked our way over the 9-0, but uh, these are our college stomping grounds. But this is how I would order. I'd look over at the waitress, and I'd go... Justin's taking two fingers and slapping his thyroid. <laughs> <laughs> like a snake bite against the neck. And she knew exactly what I wanted and delivered every time. So, snake bite... We are going half part lager, half part cider. Simple. And apparently, it makes people... Maybe we could start a fight with each other before the end of this. Were we fighting earlier? No. No? We should then. We should fight. Yes, okay. Okay. Here's your ultra. Perfect. I need it. Okay. You were introduced to snake bites by your wife based on something in England, not an actual college experience like the rest of us. It was in college at a college bar. In the UK, at in the Oxford. UK, but not in America. Like you, you're in my fraternity. Like the lore of the snake bite was a big thing at Sigma Chi. That must have been the old people because it never came up when I was there. Is my drink ready yet? It took a bit. We don't have any beer glasses here, so we're drinking out of whiskey glasses. I don't even know if I'm going to like this, man. I just we we were short on time, so I had to pick a quick cocktail. I'm feeling saucy. I dig it. It kind of tastes like when we'd be drinking Natty all night, and then it would go a little flat and warm. That's kind of what it reminds me. You mean when the uh, Natty Ice keg was left over? See, we didn't have Natty Ice. We had Natty Light. Oh. See, a lot of people had Natty Ice, but I guess we ran out of even more money when I was there. The kegs were like $34 a keg, so that's what we went with. 
That's um, not very good, though. It's not bad. It's not very good, though. All right. First question. Question one. I am the commercial lines manager for our agency, and over the past months, there's been a significant increase in rumors, gossip, and the overall feel is more like Survivor than an actual insurance agency. What have you done to combat this in your own agency, and how effective have you been at it? Justin, since you tend to run stuff around here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then. Um, Okay, so... When in the past, I'm going to give examples, there's been stuff going around the office. In an office like ours, we have a lot of change. As I was gazing into your eyes, it looked like you had a thought. No? I don't have a thought. Okay. I'm I'm wondering if you're going to use the example between that person who's no longer here that had the problem over like they were doing the chat messaging thing? Yes. Okay. You want me to use that one or no? You can no, you can okay. do that. No, All right, so just don't say names. <laughs> okay, so we had an individual. We decided to have inner office chat before it was a cool thing to do, and before Slack was a, a deal. And we thought it was going to improve our lives. Boy, was I wrong! And what happened was, as we were trying to make these initiatives take place within our company and and, and change. And again, if you are an employee of mine, you have to be used to frequent change because I'm always honing and testing and trying to improve the organization so everyone gets to come along with me. But what happened was we had chats going back and forth about uh, what was going on there and negative things, and there were pages and pages of material that I was able to print out of these conversations, so much that I wondered how any work got done during the day. Side note to everyone listening, if you're doing stuff at work, you don't own that data and probably every employer has access to it. So just be aware of what you're doing on work computers. <laughs> just be smart people. Yeah. I mean, and and not that I hold a grudge, which I do. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave that there. Go. But, you know, that was a huge distraction to the organization. But further to that, we had one of the individuals who was involved in that also having a problem with somebody else in the organization. And there was discussion about that person without their knowledge, this triangulation, which I don't do very well with. Um, and actually, my brother was probably the one who who brought it to the forefront and said, like, hey, we really have to have people having honest conversations and having the difficult conversations. And so... We brought two individuals in a room. I was the mediator, which I'm not the greatest at that either. But what happened was when they could no longer hide and they actually had to talk, they went through that issue. And this is what I feel that you said. And this is what you said. And the issue is going to get resolved one way or another. Now, what ended up happening? One of the individuals was upset that I didn't take sides, that I just was there to listen. That person removed themselves from the organization a few months later and moved on to some bigger and better things. And what it did, though, for our organization is showed that we're not going to allow triangulation. We're not going to allow rumors and gossip and all that behind uh, closed doors. If there is an issue, it has to be discussed. If I've got a problem with you, I need to go to you directly. If we can't resolve it between the two of us, then and only then can you involve someone like Jordan or myself in management. Don't ask me. All right. Yes. No. Okay. So then and only then you can involve Justin in it. And it doesn't happen very often. Uh, but there's, there's also a difference too, right? There's the, the bitching about 
change and it's difficult and someone's just venting. And then there's the negative stuff that comes along that becomes a poison to the organization. Or there then becomes the the rumor mill, mill and half truths. And that's what we want to avoid. And so I've been very clear with my staff. You get like one warning. You start triangulating, you start talking behind people's backs, I'm going to have one conversation with you. It happens again, you're no longer in the organization. As a result, we don't have that problem. Now, the positive approach that I take... Because Justin holds grudges. I'm a scorched earth guy, but <laughs> I get that from my mom. Um, Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it's, it's what it is. But uh, I, I would say that the positive approach we've taken is I meet monthly with every employee. And I let them talk about whatever's on their mind and ask any question under the sun. And I've said this before on the podcast. And what that does is it gives them the ability to bring up any of those concerns. So there's no need to discuss outside of it. I've also said, if there's something you don't like, bring it up in front of the group. I am willing to debate the merit of any issue within in the context of our our employment here at the company. We all have an obligation to the organization to do the best thing for the organization. So let's debate it and the best idea will win. I don't care if my ego's hurt. I actually do because I have a little weak ego and I, I need it fluffed up every now and again. Jordan, boost me up here. No? I think your torso is longer than mine. It is. <laughs> I'm sitting across from you right now, and you're shorter than me, but like you're sitting taller than me. I mean, unless my seat, but I think my seat's at full height. I think I set yours up to full height, too. So I wonder if your torso is just... And this is why I deal with all things operations within our agency. So... Who said to fluff you up? Well, that that's that's the fluffing, right? <laughs> I love it. Not... Not you're a visionary, not you're so wise, not thanks for bringing me into this business. It's your torso oh, do, is do, longer. Sh- should we bring Daryl back in and do the activity <laughs> we did three days ago? Do you want that again? Yes. That, we, we had a um, team building activity where we had uh, a consultant come in and did a whole bunch of cool stuff. But at the very end, we went around and everyone got a note card and wrote different um, adjectives uh, to describe the person positive only. And it was he kind of went and read them around anonymously and everyone got built up and felt like they were just kings and queens of the world. It was actually really cool. But Justin is obviously in withdrawal and, and needs some more of that. So I'm going to go get out my note card and read it. And actually, if you would do me a favor and pull it out yourself and read to me, that would be nice. Okay. So Jordan, do you have anything else to add to this one? I actually think you're the reason that we made this switch because you got tired of the BS that went on behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, because I just... I'm kind of a let's just be honest person i mean i i yes um but i i i don't think i'd mediate i'd probably tell them they were i'd probably say both things to both people that i shouldn't say to people in the management role that's why you did it so i (laughs) because as we know as head of hr (laughs) yeah i know goodness okay move on move on no i don't have anything to add on that i i don't because you handle all that stuff, and I'm grateful that you handle it. Okay, and well, you are really good at handling it, and gosh darn it, people like you. Oh, I feel so built up. I feel heard, appreciated, and known right now. Good. How do you like that? All right, I'm going to read this one because you're going to answer this one. <laughs> okay. Because I want to hear about your mistakes because my ego needs inflating still. We have all made mistakes in running our agencies. Yeah. What is the biggest mistake you have made in your career? And what was the fallout, and how did you overcome it? Go. I don't feel like 
Well, <laughs> hmm, hmm. The thing I'm thinking about right now. Remember, there was that contract we signed, mm-hmm. and then that contract that we couldn't do anything about. Yes, we signed a bad contract. After my father said I wouldn't sign that contract, and here's why, and we signed it anyway. So that was that was a pretty big mistake. So listen to your smarter, more experienced, wise parent when they tell you not to sign a bad contract. I think what you'd say is we operate out of fear because of what we are experiencing, plus the enticement of a great infomercial. I'm trying to avoid any talk of of this. We signed a really bad contract. Yep. And yeah. we learned. Okay, so that's not my thing, though. I was just that's what I was thinking about. Hopefully, I didn't steal yours, but mine is actually very simple, and we still stink at it. Though we've 2020, we're off to a good start with it. It's not keeping people accountable, plain and simple. We've like obviously that because we started Total CSR, the majority of our attention has been focused there, and so we've been focused on just you know growing that operation. But we've stopped paying attention to the Goodman side, and it was still running, but we weren't holding people to the standards and the goals that we had set forth. We just kind of stopped on that. And it was almost overnight we kind of stopped because Total CSR just took off like a rocket. And because of that, even though our agency grew 6 or 7% this year, I think there is there was a huge opportunity cost to it that we missed out on um, potential other growth that we could have had that we could have been in double digit growth the past couple of years instead of, you know, five, six, seven, uh, just because we kind of let everyone do their own thing. And if, if they're not, if they don't have the right motivation behind them or the right team leading them and, and showing them that, Hey, we actually care about what's going on. I think it, it could be problematic. And I think it was. So just because I discovered the other day that I have actual clients of mine on the insurance side that are listening to this podcast, I didn't forget about you. I focused on you. It's talking okay. about... We'll, we'll, be, we'll be real, real honest. Justin actually truly, truly does pay attention to like each and every one of his clients. Like, probably too much. Um, if he spent more time, I don't know, selling, then maybe we'd be in those double-digit growths too. But hey, all I'm saying is I care about you, I appreciate you, and please don't fire me. But let's go on to my mistake because I think this you're is- also freaking one of the best in the business. So they'd be firing one of the best. He's 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 taking fluff? this really serious fluff fluff. fluff. <laughs> yes, baby, <laughs> love it. Um, so couple mistakes, two different mistakes I, I've made actually, because uh, I want to overachieve in the mistake department. Uh, first mistake happened earlier in my career. Um, I was privy to a lot of information being uh, the father of the branch president. Um, and I didn't always take that. Now res- you are the branch president. We only have one branch. <laughs> the assistant special branch manager, assistant, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so assistant I was in a position where I knew, president. yes, okay. where I knew more information than I probably should have. And I was involved in decision-making because my father wanted me to be learning how all the decisions are made. I had a situation where I let slip, and this is 14 years ago, another person's compensation within the organization. So there was two account managers and, and I let it slip what it was, and 
and it caused an issue within the agency. Um, and I'll never forget that conversation because uh, this individual walked into my office and was like, I have lost trust in you. You, you know, you shared this information and kind of, you know, I just, I wasn't disciplined enough with the information provided to me. And as a result, it caused friction within the agency. And again, it caused someone who I had worked very hard to build trust in to lose that trust in me. So to me, I'm glad we promoted you to head of HR. I know (laughs) I have learned so much, but it was one of those moments in life. I get, I really messed this up. And I can't do that again. Um, The other is another embarrassing one from way back when. I didn't really understand. So when people talk to me about coverage in the beginning, all I wanted to do was go out and get get selling. So that's what I, I went out and did. But I didn't understand the concept of loss runs fully. And I didn't think certain things were a big deal. Where is this going? Oh, I'll tell you where it's going. So I had a situation where I was trying to get this risk written They had four years, clean loss ratio, zero losses, period. On the third year back with zero losses, it wasn't currently valued. And I said to myself, oh, I can't get it because there's no losses anyway. I'm going to white out that effective date. And then I typed in over it thinking, no big deal, because it was zero anyway. Big, big deal. Woof. Yes, uh, ethics 101. I'm glad they teach a course on that now. Goodness. And one of the producers in the office caught this and, you know, clearly brought it to my father's attention. And we had a very in-depth discussion over it. And I just, I didn't, I didn't take the time to process one, what the consequences of, of something like that were. And two, if I was really honest, I cared more about the sale than I did the right thing because I was like, no one's going to get harmed. As soon as I get that currently valued loss run in, it's going to show it's fine. So again, those are kind of those Jiminy Cricket moments that I, I've been reminded of like, hey, buddy, you got to take this seriously. And, you know, that those are the two biggest mistakes. I don't know. See, and I think the thing that's weird about the question to me, and maybe because I'm the forever optimist and, well, Justin's scorched earth, like you said. <laughs> um, I, I think about some mistakes that I've made, or even like those, like you don't grow without mistakes. Like we have a, one of our um, uh, values here is mistakes are learning, right? And so it's like I think back to and I'm not going to go into it in deep depth because we talked about it in our Christmas episode but you know when we had the agreement where I was going to go be a stay-at-home recording artist or whatever for a few months um, and all the friction that caused like in retrospect I'm grateful because I learned so much and I think we learned so much so it's like yes, we have these mistakes. And I guess, I mean, that could be the point of your question. Hey, you want to learn from our mistakes, but you're going to make your own mistakes too. And I, I just would say, don't beat yourself up, learn from them and move on uh, because it's not going to help anyone for you to just dwell on them. Typically when people are asking what your mistakes are, it's because they've made some and they want to feel a little bit better. So yeah. I would also say own them. So if you heard even my response as I was talking I was aware that, like, I had to say, like, you know what, that that decision I made, yeah, I didn't, I didn't foresee it being such a big deal, but also I was so much more concerned on like closing a deal than doing the right thing 
and I had to, to learn that lesson. Just like I was much more concerned with being in the know and having some piece of information. And at some point, my ego got in, involved and I shared a piece of information I shouldn't have, right? When you make that mistake, own it. Don't make an excuse for it. Yeah. And and when you fully own it and look somebody in the eye and say, I did this, I did you wrong, they are very quick to forgive. It's when you make the excuses right. that it's problematic. And then you get known within our industry as someone who's always making excuses. There's always some reason for the mistake that happened that's never your fault. So that's how you get over it. You own it. I 100% agree with you. I like when you agree with me. Yeah, well, you haven't owned your part in the past, so. What do you mean? I'm just saying, you know. There's... What would you like me to own, sir? I'm just saying that if you were more lenient on vacation days, maybe I wouldn't have had to, you know, go off and <laughs> become. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you didn't abuse said vacation days. <laughs> Maximization is different than abuse. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. So before we forget, if you have questions you want to ask us, Justin at Total CSR, if you have drink requests that you want me to try other than snake bites, which are awesome. <laughs> no, it was terrible. It was honestly awful. I drank the whole thing. It's a winner. Ugh, Go figure. I drank it, too, just because it was in front of me and alcohol. So. But you sent it to Jordan at Total CSR. Yes. I think that's it. Be blessed. Be merry. And have a wonderful day. Cheers.